The Sustainable Scale-Up Cluster's Non-Executive Director Programme, or NEDS, as they're frequently called, highlights the benefits that a NED can bring to your food or drink business. The programme aims to match food or drink businesses looking for a NED with our database of NEDs who are actively looking for businesses to support. But how do you know if your business would benefit from having a non-executive director on board? Well, you could start by downloading and completing our board skills matrix, which is on our website. And this will help you identify any gaps in your business where a NED could be beneficial in helping you achieve your growth plans. Welsh business Just Love Food has not one, but two NEDs involved in their business. Our programme manager, John Taylorson, sat down with managing director Mike Woods to talk about how NEDs have benefited and supported Just Love Food's growth plans. Hi, yeah, my name's Mike Woods. I'm the managing director of Just Love Food Company. So Just Love Food Company are manufacturers of celebration cakes that are very allergen controlled. So we make very safe cakes for kids with allergies, adults with allergies, and also for people who have lifestyle choices like vegan cakes and they can feel safe with that choice that they come to us and have a great cake that eats well. And so we started in 2010, Just Love Food. So uh, my history is I've worked in two big, large manufacturing cake companies in the past, um, but uh, two of my three children have got severe allergy yeah. and um, we weren't able to ever buy them cakes. So took the plunge and decided to set up my own business in March 2010. Two products, 11 people. Yeah, and we've, uh, we've progressed to where we are today. Yeah. But that progression has now meant that you're now managing director of a business that you own, but with finance and shareholders that have recently joined you. Yeah. A couple of which. One's an appointment by the development bank as non-executive chairman. And another one's a non-exec who comes from a similar industry, but with a wealth of experience in that area and sort of walk the path that you... Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So I will be open and honest and say at the beginning it was quite tough when I set this up on my own. So Mike Woods, 100% owner of everything, but also on his own, trying to battle through the challenges of starting up businesses um, and then ended up um, selling shares in the beginning in order to keep going. That's how it is, you know, sometimes. That's the most expensive money you can raise, isn't it? Yeah, so being, you know, 100% of nothing is worth nothing. You know, so took the view to sell shares and then became minority shareholder. But actually, although the pandemic's been tough for everybody and, of course, it's been very challenging, it actually did create me an opportunity to look for an opportunity to buy back shares. Um, And, you know, talking with the previous shareholders, we agreed, you know, that was a good time to do that. Um, and actually completed a share um, exchange management buyout in March of 2021, you know, and become back to be the majority shareholder. And that's when George and Chris joined, joined us. There was always a weakness in our structure that um, there was nobody other than me who'd got that senior food experience. Yeah, it was a startup from nothing, so you couldn't have three people around you, all highly paid executives from food industry. It was me. Yeah, you know, make the tea and make the cake, you know, and do the direction and stuff like that. So who did you bounce ideas off? Uh, it, was, it was friends, uh, colleagues of history, yeah. past, and things like that, but not in the, not in the same availability. And you have that very grown-up conversation no. that could be 
isn't clouded by a no. friendship or something. We, yes. No, and I would have had that in my previous role as, as, as managing director of certain businesses. There would have been senior executives as a group that you could go to and say, oh, what about this? What about that? But also senior managers around you who were you know, important yeah. people and experienced, and they were there, there to bounce things through, which wasn't the case in here. So what's know. that expertise, that competency? Which ones are the ones that you felt were missing? For, in my sort of missing, I would probably... As in somebody to talk to who had those competencies? Yeah, yeah I'd, I mean, going back, it would have been sort of you know, big decisions around, you know, do we go into gluten-free, do we go out of these things? You know, kind of when you've kind of like, you're not sure. <laughs> Uh, you know, and there are many times where you're not quite sure, you know, so you sit there and think, well, <coughs> what if I do this? What if I do that? What if I do this? And um, that's the bit that was missing. Yeah, the ability to bounce through thoughts and ideas that you can't always have all the facts for. You can't always have all the, the data around yes. you and you need experience to have, give advice on if that makes sense. So one of the things George always talks about is having non-executive directors or consultants, for that matter, who are what he calls current, as in yeah. they're up to speed in the marketplace, they're up to date with the legislation, and they're just plugged into what's going on out there. Yeah, and I, and I would 100% agree with that. You know, so, you know, you, yeah, yes, we're food, you know, and I'm sure there are some benefits of having non-exec directives who are in pharmaceuticals or whatever but broadly though the big the big questions yes. need to have some sort of food kind context. of context to it in that kind of way so to have a foodie <coughs> available to you then that's um, going to be of a big benefit yeah you know and that's what changed when we yeah. did the management structure or change now um, many people would say particularly the accountants would say well it doesn't matter because you know the numbers are the same no matter what sort of business it is but the risk that goes with those numbers which is what you're talking about yeah are different and are peculiar to the sector yeah i think so i well i know so you know i suppose yes. you can see how um having worked with people who are outside the industry do have some value for sure but in the Wisdom and insight stuff often comes from experience and intuition and knowledge of the sector that you, that is it's peculiar, to, peculiar the to the industry. Yeah, yeah. And then within the industry and the sector, because running bakeries, they, they come with a whole set of issues. We've talked about allergens. Yeah. Allergens are a point of difference for you. They're your way of adding value, if you like. Yeah. But the, the manufacturing process, the... Uh, the legislation that sits with food production and then the financing of that on on top of it, how have those guys, those non-executive directors, helped you through that decision-making process? Is it is it just at board meetings or is that involvement sort of more holistic? Well, in, that, in our uh, structure for a while, we were having bi-weekly Zoom catch-ups. You know, so it wasn't... Very operational. Very operational. It just, well, it was... I think George used to ask a question very often, tell me what's on your mind. Yeah. And, and it was a good question, <laughs> you know. So you could approach that bi-weekly structure with a, this is what's on my mind. This is occupying my thinking. Yes. This is what I'm thinking of. Yes, you know, and, and within that 
and literally be no more than an hour, you know, structure, you would have brainstormed, thought about, considered things that were occupying your mind. Yes. You know, the easy stuff you don't need input for, you know what I mean? You know, know you know what you're doing, you know, I've been making cake for 30 years. Yeah. Don't worry, don't, yeah. don't need to be told how to make that cake, you know what I mean? But there'll be things that are around that you about. do need to talk about, that you need somebody to just go, not sure about this at the moment. And without revealing the, the commercial sensitivities, what sort of things would they be? Because obviously you grow that relationship, so you, in a way, they may not be the same things now that you talk about that you might have been talking about earlier on in that relationship. Yeah. What sort of things would they... And the scale of growth... Uh, you know, so we have had opportunities, you know, to to to, yes. to grow fast and yes. and debate those as to whether or not they, they are, are actually as good as they are. They, well. Yeah, yeah. You know, does 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 what on paper in reality usually end up looking like that? Yeah. You know, so, so some. Yeah, it was. It was very much sort of like you know. It's, yeah, even basic questions like, do you think your margin's high? Yeah, is that at risk? Is that, you know, have you built in enough for those kind of things? Just make you, um, and it, it isn't, you know, I've worked for, you know, uh, managing directors of, of businesses where you've got a direct boss who's off-site, and there's a difference between when you're being they managed. Have to take responsibility yes, for your they have to take responsibility. Yes, for absolutely your different. So it is very different. You're not sort of a, you're not sort of like accountable to them, to and then they take responsibility for your decisions. It's very much kind of it is. I'm thinking about doing this. It's is more this mentoring, coaching type relationship? But that's how my relationships been. Yeah. I would say, you know, it's a time from when I had nobody much around me that would say. I'm then talking to Chris as an example, yeah. who's been a manager director in a food business, not dissimilar to the one I'm yeah. in now. So he will have got knowledge of the things that we're working with, and an empathy for the situation. With an empathy, you're... with a definite empathy, um, and that makes it all. You know, encouraging. It's encouraging. Yes, it's it's it's. I've never felt like it's kind of I can't share a a, a kind of concern or you know or. That's really interesting though, because therefore you're not. It's not that you're hiding anything from people, and you're not having to account to them. So it is genuine. Can I think out loud to you and see if we still like the sound of it after I've said it out? I mean, ultimately, as the managing director of the business and their shareholders, I. You know, they are non-exec directors with shares. Yes. Yeah, so they have so an interest. Yeah. And, you know, then, and I, and that's absolutely 100% right. You know what I mean? So we, there is there is a responsibility as MD to, for the shareholders yes. to deliver them what they are after, yes. you know, ultimately. Um, but it's very much with the people I'm working with as non-exec directors, it feels you can actually just say, well, before I make this decision, do you think this makes sense? Do you, it does, does, you know, is this sensible? Am I missing something? And I guess one of the reasons, because you've now got uh, uh, an FD who's yeah. more involved in the business, so does that mean that because of the structure now and having non-executive directors and board meetings, I guess on a regular basis, that you've got, just for your own benefit, but also for the board, more governance around reporting financial information management information or is it just I how think you, it makes it easy to describe the business that you're in 
It's probably nearer the latter in this. I mean, we did have board meetings, so I couldn't criticise that from before. Um, And we did have, you know, financial results that were presented against that. But it was very much in the past results that were just reporting how well we'd done, I suppose. And then a little bit of like, and they would say this, they're not foodies. So how can they come back and say, on that particular point of interest, I would do X, Y, Z, or here's my experience of these situations, what would I do and what would I do? So it was, it was very much more reporting, you know, and governance, I suppose. Right. And then that moved towards now, having got my own internal FD as part of this structure and the boards, then we've got a lot more analysis and discussion around... So what we're going to do about it? Yeah. So you've got a more informed With, discussion. Yeah, an informed discussion, but that is that is again going back into that non-exec directors. It's very visible to everyone, and they all can can put an input into it yeah. as well. Because we're all dealing, you know, we're all comparing apples with apples. Apples, apples. Yeah. yeah. And that word governance, because governance can be as much as a bit of process to make sure that we always make decisions in a in a fashion that we know we've arrived at a decision or it could be quite formal and quite strict in terms of we have to do certain things by certain dates and we have to report certain numbers you know is your how how much of the non-financial governance how we employ people the contracts um the sort of relationship we'll have with customers or suppliers how much of the governance there comes under the sort of discussion with NEDs? Not much at the moment, if I'm honest. You know, there is an expectation, I think, that and when we went through the due diligence of yes. getting Bank yes. of Wales involved yeah. and getting other finance involved, you have to prove. Yes. You know, so there was a proper financial due diligence process done as part of the deal, you know, proper structured due diligence done, you know, as part of that process. So that, that was totally right and we did that in a structured way and was able to present you know we have these things in play we have these things in play and George in a way is non-executive chairman is also there for development bank as well, he, he is it? yeah so, um, so he, that continues that's a, a continuing yes. discipline and there's you know rules and regulations or covenants whatever you'd yeah. like to call within that loan deal that says we have to follow these things and uh, they are tracked and they will be yes. part of the yes. the board so meeting from if, that governance point of view those those covenants are defended in a way by the non-executive directors yeah yeah, yeah. so they and, and they're and the very visibly there. there is yeah there is yeah there is we're very very visible monthly you know that you've got to be at that level for this to continue and and it's all part of the pack, yes. if you know, that gets shared to yes. everybody. But that's that good for the time. business as well, isn't it? Because Very good. You can go back and ask for more money as, yeah. as you hit those Targets. things. You haven't breached any covenants. No. You're a good risk. Yeah. We can borrow some more money because yeah. we can convert it into profit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Are they ambassadors for the business? Who? The, the, the non-execs. The, the non-execs. I, you know, you probably almost you probably have asked them in that sort of sense, but I have no doubt that George speaks of us to people and speaks of it in a good way. You know, so I kind of, you know, I've had you know a couple of other people come via George to sort of have a chat with and various different things. So, you know, each of those have been because George has kind of 
given them a... doors to people yes, and contacts yes, and yes. networks. Which, you know, I know he wouldn't be doing if he didn't think we were worthy of going in front of those people, yes. if that makes sense. So, you know, he's definitely endorsing... So it's almost like they open the door to a slightly... It's like club of networking the, contacts yes. and potential suppliers. Which I definitely customers. wouldn't have known those people before. So that's adding value. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the expertise or the guidance or the informal stuff about not just the, the financial but the non-financial, the, the employment, the yeah. contracts with potential suppliers or potential customers, do they get involved in that? Not yet. You know, it's, uh, I mean, we haven't got to the stage where we've had a you know, brand new customer or brand new this, that and the other. But um, I think because the due diligence was done only in March. So that's all been, that's it's all been, been scrutinised. Commerci- yeah, commercially and all the rest of it's been reviewed. And the KPIs, if you like, that are attached to that and the measurements and covenants attached are reviewed on a monthly basis. Then, Do you, do you have a so discussion was, about concentration of risk with any particular suppliers or particular customers? Yeah, sort of yeah. from a customer-facing perspective, yes. And who's the lowest risk and the highest risk and how does that work? You know, mm. So, I mean, we were, we were probably, I won't name them, but we were probably bias towards one retailer in March at the point of the deal and we've leveled that out a bit already um, in uh, in this September so kind of one of the risks was part of the commercial plan if you like to be corrected and that's been ticked off as a one step forward on that in this autumn already you know so the future for Just Love Food and its relationship with non-execs, do you see those non-execs, I mean, they won't be there indefinitely, no. and they've probably got a contract or formal relationship yeah. with the business. Yeah. How, uh, how would you like that to grow? Do you think you might have a use for a different non-exec as the business grows in the future? Um, uh, just pausing then, just so, yeah, and the business plan that's been set up is all leaning towards the major um, other investor, the Development Bank of Wales, you know, would aim towards exiting in three right. to five years. You know, so at that point... So it's a retrench, the, 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 there to help you retrench out of that. Yes, yes. So, and then at that point, they'll, you know, we'll have worked out what the next phase after that looks yes. like and who's involved in that. Yes. And so it's probably like a three, three, five-year kind of tie-in, you know, with the people who we've got at the so moment. that's the strategy at the moment. Yeah. And of course, given it's uncertain times, you know, uh, an uncertain market, an uncertain eco- economy, do you feel it's better you've got these guys because at least you can talk that through with them and what the options are rather than, as you said earlier, being potentially yeah. quite lonely about it? Again, I'd say of the three, you know, uh, non-exec directors who've kind of, I've bought in, coming through there or work with in there, George, Tom and, and Chris, you know, they've all got very different skills, which is brilliant. So I can see within George, particularly coming nearer the time of doing deals. Yes, you. Thank the Lord, he's with us. Yeah, you know what I mean. He would do it far better than I would. That's just me being honest. You know, so I haven't got the skills he's got to do that part of that transaction really well. You know, so I can see that being of great value uh, in that particular time. And then Tom and Chris have got their own unique skills of also adding their part into the three-year, five-year 
journey as well of working towards that. So they are they are a good skill set, you know, that is there that are very different individually but collectively uh, powerful. And their involvement now, because obviously you had lots of conversations at the start. It's it's more more formalised in terms of the board meetings now and less impromptu or um, you still have the impromptu conversation? I was speaking to Chris this morning uh, so it was a bit of impromptu it was about a, a particular piece of kit that we're potentially looking to buy which is not a cheap bit of kit uh, and uh, he's used that kind of kit before so we had a chat about well maybe Chris you wouldn't mind coming and joining me for the conversation with the lead manufacturer to say yeah bring your experience into that debate that's brilliant news isn't it because it's very difficult when you're on your own just to justify spending that money it's a chunky bit of money and and I've never used that particular bit of kit before and he has so knowing that there's another company who are in a similar sort of business to you that have used that supplier on that kit and know what he's capable of yeah. Obviously, that arms you with a, an interesting conversation when you talk to the supplier. Yeah. It's almost like a benchmarking exercise, I guess, yeah. in terms of what would the operational efficiency be yeah. in that piece of yeah. kit. Yeah, and that's invaluable. You know, so that's going to work work well. You know, he will be alongside me when we kind of meet the MD of the business we're buying. I think in this particular instance, you'll actually draw alongside me and have the conversation together. You know, because he has got that specific, in, you know, knowledge. That's brilliant. You know, that's to, great, to do that's that. That's a great example of how non-execs can yeah. add value, get yeah. involved, but they're not they're not interfering with no. the day-to-day management no. of your business. Yeah, and I asked him, by the way. Yeah. You know, I just said, look, you know, you got this experience. Do you mind coming along? Yeah. And he said, of course. You know, it needs to be a Wednesday afternoon or whatever. But you know, it's kind of, it's. Uh, it's easy for us because we know the yeah. individuals, but other people may not. I mean, no. they are what I I call, um, they're easy people to get on, along yeah. with. They they are busy people in their own yeah. right. So it's not as if they haven't got anything better to do no. than come and interfere. So that relationship, that that's grown up relationship, if yeah. you like, that's a key component in the success of it. I Ab- guess. Absolutely. It's for them just naturally knowing how much or when to give that assistance and when to yeah. let you get on with it. Yeah, no, yeah. They, and they, they've obviously been here before, so they know. Yeah. Certainly I've had, you know, since March, I've had no concern in terms of, like, interference in an inappropriate way, if that makes sense, yeah. which sometimes can be a concern, you know, yeah. that people would, you know, point it their way or whatever in that kind of situation. But... Uh, you know, it feels like my business, yes. you know. <laughs> you know. Mike, thank you very much. Thank you. Good to meet you. So after listening to John and Mike, are you thinking that your business might need a fresh and impartial perspective? Do you think there are gaps in skills, experience or knowledge in your business that a NED could address? Visit our website, sustainablescaleupcluster.wales to learn more about the programme and complete the expression of interest form if you would like to discuss further with a member of the team.